Hello and welcome to my Caravan Industry Insights podcast. This podcast is for anyone working in the caravan industry, whether you're from a manufacturer, supplier or dealer here in the UK or elsewhere. So listen every week to hear insights, interviews and marketing tips to help keep you and your business more informed and successful. I'm John Rawlings, a journalist and communications expert with a lifelong passion for caravanning and 20 plus years PR and events experience in the car and caravan industries. From starting in the editorial team at Practical Caravan Magazine to working in the press offices at Vauxhall, Volvo and Volkswagen and now in my own business specialising in the caravan industry. Hello and thank you for listening to another episode of my Caravan Industry Insights podcast. This is episode 19 and I hope that by now you you have subscribed if you haven't already and are enjoying each week's episodes. I'm trying to give as much variety as possible. And this week, I've gone into a deep dive into a slightly different area of the caravan industry, and that is holiday parks and a visit to the Holiday Parks and Resort Innovation Show at the NEC. It was incredible to be there just literally two weeks after being at the NEC for the Motorhome and Caravan Show. Incredible, those caravans and motorhomes were gone, and in come, comes a new, whole new show. It was really, really busy. And uh, apparently there are about 500 exhibitors there. It's, yeah, very different to the Motor Home and Caravan Show. Obviously, it's a B2B show to start with. And uh, I've been before. This was, a, well, that would have been pre-COVID. This time, I thought they were, well, it felt like there were more exhibitors, although I thought there were less sort of glamping pod type accommodation units. There was everything there from, everything there that a park would need from, oh, slot machines and playground equipment to... EV charging posts, furniture, software companies for camp, for pitch holiday bookings. Oh, a huge, a huge spectrum. And what was really interesting was the number that about probably nine or 10 little seminar stages where various experts and businesses in the industry were giving uh, little presentations. That was all quite hands-on. So they range from legal experts advising park owners and operators on various uh, issues to some parks themselves talking about how they have successfully built their business through social media and other activities. Yeah, a really interesting mix. I didn't have time to sit down and (laughs) look at them all, but I did find a few people to talk to and I've done a few very brief little interviews so it was nice to bump into some people I knew there a couple of them which was good one of which was Kathy Chamberlain from Barefoot Caravans I obviously had to make a beeline for a caravan at the show it was the only one last time I went I think some people at Airstream were there but yeah so Kathy had the only caravan there and uh, you'll hear from a little interview I had with her how much interest she was getting in it because it well it is super cute so it was free to get in which was, I thought was good however I didn't have to pay I did have to pay £16 odd to park at the car park and of course going to the motorhome caravan show we're just not used to paying to park at the NEC that came as a bit of a shock but uh, anyway it was a good day out and I hope you enjoy the interviews uh, coming up interesting to see a different side of the industry very important part of the industry oh so what else has happened this episode is going out on the Tuesday the 8th of November and I've got another busy week coming up, actually. I'm going to go to the UK Press Ryan Drive event for the new Volkswagen ID Buzz and ID Buzz Cargo. So that's going to be interesting. It's a super cool looking vehicle. I'm sure it's going to be lovely to drive, but I'm get, hoping to uh, arrange to speak to someone at VW while I'm there for, uh, for a future podcast episode. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting 
vehicle. I really, so I'm really looking forward to that. That's what I'm up to. Another day out and seems to be out about a lot recently. That's cool. It's good to meet people and see what's, see what's going on. So I won't I'll stop rambling for the time being. Let's get on with this episode. And the first person I spoke to at the show was, as I said, Kathy Chamberlain, the managing director of, of Barefoot Caravans, with one of her in, and where she sat inside her super cute little caravan to hear why she was at the show and how her business is going. Here's Kathy. So today I'm at the Holiday Parks and Resort Innovation Show at the NEC, and one of the first people I've spoken to is Kathy Chamberlain from Barefoot caravans and so it's cool to see a caravan here for a start but let me just say a quick hello to Kathy and ask why you are exhibiting at this show. Hello hi John lovely hi. to see you here and thanks you. for coming over it's the first time we've exhibited at the show we're normally at the caravan and motorhome show but we get we've got increasing interest from people with glamping setups mm-hmm. and particularly farms and farm diversification and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so we thought we'd come along and people are going to have a look at the barefoot and it's literally into three hours into the show it's been fabulous. Yeah, re- really good interest. And um, particularly from people with farms who might want to rent out the barefoots, but actually then kind of use them themselves as well uh, off season. So, yeah. 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 Nice. But your business is doing fantastically well, isn't it? You've been in the national press and you're going international as well, aren't you? Yeah, so it's been amazing. It's been an incredible journey. So we actually we, we designed Barefoot ten years ago. We launched seven years, ago and uh, it's gone from strength to strength. Yeah, about three years ago, we had agreed with an American company and an Amish company in America that they would build the Barefoot for us under wow. license. Obviously, a bit delayed with COVID, but we're oh, launching yes. in December this year. So it was really exciting. It's been nice. Wow. Just booking our flights to go out there in a couple of months' time. Yeah, fantastic. Well, well it's a time actually. I'll definitely catch up with you about that at a, at a later stage. Yeah. So um, interest here is from, as you say, landowners, farmers wanting to make an income out of having one of these, I presume. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And actually lots of them already have got maybe some farm buildings that they're renting out. Oh, yes. Maybe some glamping set up. Yeah. I think what a lot of them are realising is that it's actually easier to have something that you can just tow into position and set up. Yes. That's waterproof, that doesn't need, you know, sort of erecting as a tent type structure. And they can move it um, easily, I suppose. Move it easily. So, yeah. And not everyone yeah. wants to be camping. I mean, that, the whole reason I designed barefoot in the first place is because I'm just, you know, I love, love the outdoors, but a bit old for camping now. And <laughs> even some of these lovely safari tents and things that are here, it's at, at the end of the day, it is still camping, whereas the barefoot's a bit more self-contained and oh, luxurious. Yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely gorgeous. I, I love yeah. them. Um, Thank you. Oh, brilliant. Okay, well, we'll catch up again after the show sometime. Yeah. And great. good luck with all your new operations abroad. Oh, thanks, John. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. So after seeing Kathy, the next person I had to go and see was someone else I knew at the show was Michael Holds. Now you would have probably heard Michael's interview on the podcast pre- last week, actually. And he's there with his new Moobal House tiny houses, which are literally tiny houses on an Alco chassis. They're four metres high, roughly six and a half metres long. It's about the same length as a, as a double axle, twin axle caravan, but these are designed as a bit of glamping accommodation, etc. And uh, it was a UK, their UK debut at the show, and Michael seemed quite happy with uh, the way the show was going. Let's hear what he's got to say. Here's Michael. Hello, I'm now on the Moobble House stand, and I'm here with Michael Hold. Hello, Michael. Hi, John. Hi, welcome. Welcome to your second appearance on the podcast. <laughs> so I've come to the Holiday Parks and Resort Innovation Show today. Good to see you and actually see your tiny houses. Thank you, yeah. It's a different show altogether than what we're used to, but it's business to business. A lot of farmers are here Mm -hmm. looking to find ways of diversifying 
and park operators who are looking for new products to either make money from customers or to entertain customers from. But it's a fascinating show. I'm really impressed. 500 exhibitors. It's oh. huge, but really good. It's only two days. Yeah. This is at four o'clock tomorrow, so it's action-packed. So a lot of trade, good trade visitors. Oh, good. So I've actually looked inside your mobile house, tiny houses. Uh, very impressed. I like the height. Mm. They look really cool, very substantial. Have you had any much reaction yet? I know this is the UK launch, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've got a huge admiration for them. People going, wow, they really like them. I've not had any one adverse comment now. A few people can't work out whether they're a, a static or a caravan or a lodge. It's sort of, the, it's a new genre completely. There isn't anything else quite like it because it is a lodge on wheels, you know, and it's totally towable by a substantial car. So it is different. So a lot of people here have just been blown away by them. Yeah. So they're quite easy to sight somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. Just rock it up, park it up, yeah. tow it wherever you want. Exactly. That's got to be an advantage, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. And then, you know, the idea is that they're there for probably one season and then move it to another way the following season. But <laughs> does, that, does that make planning easier then if you want to get one of these on your land? I'm guessing. I think that... The, what I don't know is the definitive answer, but I'm pretty sure you can put one up to five on your own piece of land. It's five, then you need full planning mission. I think you need an exemption certificate up to five if you are going to rent them out. Right. Rather than actually live in them. Yeah. So, um, it depends from council to council. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, these must have a large GMB potential. I would say yeah. 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 Nice. So my favourite is the one with the mezzanine level. I think that's very cool. <laughs> and it's, what, six point, just under 6.4 metres long, isn't it? Six and five. Six right. And five. And four metres tall? Yeah, four metres tall, two and a half metres. Yeah. No, you're right, 6.35. Is it? And, and the one next to us, that's not quite as tall, is it? That's... It's not quite as tall, but still a, still around four metres, and that's 6.75 metres long. Right. They do make eight metre ones back in Turkey, but they're not, they're over length for the UK road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is roughly the same size then as a large twin axle caravan, yeah, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. I think so, it's cool. Yeah. Great, well, have a good show. I'll catch up with you after the show and I hope you have a, a lot of success. Thanks, Sean. Good to see you. Thank you. So after speaking to Michael, the next thing that caught my attention at the show was a number of companies that supply electrical vehicle, electric vehicle charging points. And this, this stand that I spoke to was called EV Charging. And their sort of signage was indicating that the campsites and holiday parks with electrical vehicle charging points are going to be the ones that people are increasingly looking to stay at in the future. And this is a service that they're going to have to supply. However, that's not always as straightforward as it seems because it all depends on electric supply to the to the area and to the campsite in particular going to yeah it will make a difference if, if campsites can have can offer this but i realize it's not going to be viable for all so the guy i spoke to from ev charging will tell us more here he is so one of the stands here that's at the show that's caught my attention is um, an electrical vehicle charging company and i'm going to come and have a quick chat with dave matthews the marketing director from eb charging is that right it is right yes hello oh, hello so what why have you come to exhibit at this show. Obviously, you're looking at holiday parks wanting to install your charging units, I presume. Absolutely. We were here last year just as a trial and we had such a good response that we've come again this year. Our proposition is essentially, you know, more and more people are driving EVs. One in four cars being sold today is an electric vehicle. Yeah. And so people need to make a provision. Yeah. You know, we've heard horror stories talking to park operators of people trailing leads out of their vans. You know, which is highly unsafe and not a brilliant experience for the driver either. Yeah. And so this is a way of providing a better service to visitors and attracting more visitors in. So if operators have a food and beverage offer as well, they can bring people in and make more revenue from the F&B offer. Right. 
it's much safer and you can drive revenue off the charges too. So okay. you can make a margin on the electricity that's being taken out of those charge points. Oh, okay. As well as the point as well that people are going to need chargers when they're away at a holiday park. So if, if your, your park has one of these, then you're going to attract more people. Well, not only that. Yes, exactly. But people will choose where to go based on whether there's charging provision or not. Yes. So there are apps like, for example, ZapMap, yep. which is a, a kind of a charger finder, if you like. Yep. You plot your route or you're working out where to, where to go. And, you know, if you're, if you're offering charge points, you will attract more visitors. Cool. And have you spoken to many campsite owners today? Oh, it's been, we've been inundated. This is the yeah. first break that we've had, actually. <laughs> it's fantastic. Good. We've had, you know, we've had all sorts of people from small park operators to farmers thinking about, you know, diversifying into the space yeah. to some really big national names as well. So yeah, it's been, it's been a really good show. Good. That's really interesting. So thank you very much for your time and have a good show. Thank you very much. Thank you. The next thing I saw was Clear Sky Safari Lodges. These are the market leaders in, in safari tent style accommodation. And I had a quick chat with the owner, my Mark Scott. And I've also done a separate interview with him, which we'll hear in a few weeks time. But let's hear how the show was going for Mark. So now I'm on the stand of Clear Sky Canvas Lodges with Mark Scott. Mark, hello. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How is the show going for you? It's been mad. I mean, we've been rammed all the way through so far. I mean, the first 20 minutes or so, we were thinking no one was turning up, but <laughs> apparently there was a problem in the car park, but uh, that got cleared and then everyone just came in. So I have to say, I had to QA just to get into the car yeah, park. There's, yeah, There's yeah. a few other shows on the NEC today. There is. The, the bus show. Oh, really? Yeah, that fascinating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and collect the numbers later. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you've got one, you call them lodges, don't you? Camps yeah, lodges, yeah, not yeah. Two. So this is the woody one, and this is our holiday park layout, really. So the two bedrooms and the central shower room and the dining area and the sitting area and so on, yeah. Are you getting lots of inquiries? We have. We sold this tent. Someone who owns a restaurant down the road bought it, so rather rather randomly. Yeah. But anyway, so he's bought that. We're delivering that tomorrow. And then um, we've taken two more orders as well for the offer price. So, cool. yeah, And who are your inquiries from? From landowners or parks? Uh, the, these, uh, these, the three we've done there are mainly, are all landowner. But in fact, we've had a lot of holiday parks on, on the stand this year, which is something we didn't get at the glamping show. We, we, we just had you know, more landowners there, but there's been a lot more holiday parks, serious holiday parks here. Right. Okay. So I had the pleasure of coming to see your uh, tents recently yeah. and done an interview. And so we'll, we'll, just, we'll get that episode out in a, in a few weeks' time on people Great. want to hear a bit more about this sector. You're lovely. Lovely. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Have a good show. One thing that caught my attention at the show was the fascinating little robots wandering around a stand. I had to go and find out a bit more about it. It was a, a novelty. You might have seen a, post, a photo of it on my Instagram story last week. They're main for, mainly aimed at catering establishments. So these little machines will, will, will actually deliver food to a specific table. Very clever. Or go around picking up, not obviously they can't pick up the food, but people can put dirty trays on there as well. And they go straight back to the exact spot in the kitchen where the dishwasher is. So I was quite fascinated by that. And I thought I'd have a quick chat with the marketing director, David Ramsden, at Hutech Robots. Here's what he had to say. So I've just stopped on a stand called Hutech Robotics Limited because I'm fascinated by these robots which are roaming around. And I was, so to get to explain them, I'm going to speak to David Ramsden, the head of sales and marketing. David, hello. Hi. <laughs> That was a bit dramatic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the robots. We brought these to the show for the first time. It's, it's, they're relatively new in the UK, although they are uh, operating in other places around the world. Okay. And we've come here primarily because 
This is a holiday park and resort show, and holiday parks generally have canteens or restaurants of, of oh, yeah. a fair size. Yeah. And you know, from experience, I know that they're, they're very busy places, yeah. and often they, whether the food gets served to the table or, or whatever, but sometimes the, the sort of tables can be left with dirty pots on them, and it's not actually at awake quickly, yeah. and it's, it's, a, it's a bad look, isn't it? Yeah. One of the, the real benefits of the the robots that, that we've got here today is that they can be used front of house to to support the front of house staff yeah. in taking pots, dirty pots, or food delivery yeah. to and from the kitchen. And they, they use artificial intelligence. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They, 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 the area is mapped, uh, and then they work out over a period of time, the actual areas that they're working in. So they don't follow a track. They, they know the area that they're working in, so they know they can avoid obstacles and move around things without yeah. crashing in. But this one going past us at the moment has got a colour screen on the front. As, yeah, that's as called Kettybot. Kettybot. Right. I'd say yeah, it's, 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 it's a small one of our, our family. It's got the screen on the front, can be used for promotion. It can be used for all sorts of, whether it's sort of food offers or, or events that are happening or, or whatever. And, and they talk. And they talk. Yes. <laughs> and if you stroke their ears, they say things like, Meow! Yeah. Oh. It's like a cat. It's, it's, it? it's based on a, on a cat type of model. <laughs> stroke the cat's ears and it sort of purrs. So you're very much aiming it in a catering environment. Yeah, yeah that's, that's oh. the primary use. Although we've had several exhibitions and, and yeah. we always come up with a new I use. I must say, there must be lots of other oh, uses absolutely. as well. So can it be used for this? Well, yeah. yeah, it could be used for that. Yeah. We've got them operating in uh, private hospital scenarios. We've got them oh. operating in business office scenarios where it's delivering information between offices. Yeah. Or just oh, delivering yeah. coffee to offices or, or sort of where somebody's having a, a board meeting and oh, things yeah. can be delivered to the, yeah. to the board. It's a great novelty. It is. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're finding that restaurants that are using them, some restaurants have sort of reported a 15% uplift in, uh, in footfall. Really? And that's obviously sort of children saying, no, we need to go to the robot restaurant. Yeah, can... Or the big children are saying, we want to go to the robot restaurant. <laughs> it's a talking point, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they don't bump into things, they don't, they, they communicate no. with each other. Yeah. They've got full collision avoidance features. Yeah. They're uh, attracting a lot of attention here. Yeah. It's a bit hard for a podcast because it's quite a visual thing of a robot, yeah, isn't it, really? It's actually uh, to do with I'll have to post a photo somewhere on my social media so people can uh, see what it's all about. But anyway, thanks for your time and good luck at the show. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thanks. So that was interesting. Interesting listening to robots on holiday parks. It's obviously a thing of the future. Before I finished at the show, I had a good catch up with the editor of a holiday living magazine, Bella Brody, and a fellow member of the Caravan Writers Guild, which is, which is good to catch up with her. I really interested to have a quick and brief deep dive into the holiday parks scene and the, and the show in general. She was really loving the show and her passion for this sector was really, really great to hear. I'm definitely going to have to talk to Bella in more detail in the future because this is a sector of the caravan industry I want to get to know a bit better. But here, have a listen now to my chat with Bella. So I've just had a nice quick break and a cup of tea and I've met Bella Brody. Bella, hello. Hello. You are the editor of, well, I'll let you introduce yourself. That's probably us, yeah. Editor of Holiday Living magazine, which is a quarterly magazine which focuses on the holiday homes and lodges and some modular homes coming through in the marketplace. And we talk a lot about parts and suppliers to the industry as well. And I also write for Park Home and Holiday Caravan, which is a 
monthly magazine, very well known to the industry, much loved in the industry. I think it's been around about six years now. And I reviewed the homes in that. So it's a lovely job. Lovely yeah. job, really enjoy it. That's quite a specific niche, isn't it? And, and I must say, you're a member of the Caravan Writers Girls. I am, yes. Shout out yes, to the girls. Yes, the Castle. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you. So you're at the show today. You've got your magazine's actually got a stand here, hasn't it? It has, yeah. yeah. Most magazines well represented here. Yeah. Um, There's no holiday homes here particularly, are there? It's more glamping. No, not as such. We've got yeah. a lot of modular units here and a lot of glamping cons, things like that. But what, I mean, as the show does does exactly what it says on the tin. It's an innovation show, oh. holiday and innovation. So we've got a lot of new suppliers to the industry and we've got a lot of new small Mac manufacturers coming through right. doing some very different stuff with, with their units. And they tend to pop up here, which is always such an interesting show to come along to. And magazines have been flying off the stand and we've been taking them out with us. We keep getting taken out of our hands as well, which is great. So. Um, it's a really, really good busy show today. It's really good. It does feel busy in here, I must say. Yeah, it's only two days the show as well, so presumably it'll be really busy tomorrow as well. Yes, I would think so. I think the football's certainly up this year. It's, it, it's do you know, do you know well. how many people attend? I was going to ask that. No, I don't. We're to ask this organised as that oh, one. Yeah. But um, certainly, it's it, it's up this year. I mean. Last year, obviously, was first. We had a little bit of a break. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And last year, it was it was a good footfall, but nothing like today. There was a real surge today. Was it? It was absolutely buzzing, and the stands were all very busy. So I think the show's done very well. And what yeah. have you seen at the show that's caught your attention? Oh, it's so much. I do a lot of mm, as I go past things and then stop because there's just so many little innovations that are, that are items that will go on holiday carts. I mean, there's. There was something like a, it was a quiz master thing, which I found very interesting, which would be really good for parks and community groups as an entertainment tool and also as a branding tool as well. And there were some seminars here, which have been very... There's lots of seminars, aren't they? Yeah, yes. I've, just, yeah. I've just been to one about Holiday Park Roll, which was really interesting as well. It was Ibrahim Dilmer. He's one of our writers, but right. it was really fascinating to... to see him turn the, the legal terminology into really light-hearted stuff and it was it was really oh, enjoyable getting, yeah yeah explaining it to the to the ladies exactly and that's exactly what he does so it's quite nice to to see that one that was a really enjoyable yeah i'm amazed at how many little stages there are with lots of tours going on all the time Yes. But I've never been to a show, but I like it really, because it's unusual. You've got such a cross-section of things here, from slot machines, plastic dinosaurs, yeah. to yeah. lawn mowers, to... But then there's all the suppliers, there's electricity, there's campsite booking services. I don't know, such a huge variety. Exactly. And another one we saw this morning, I don't know whether it's TJL or TLJ Access Services. Jenny from there was talking about the access systems. And it's all oh, about yeah. branding on entry for the customers. So it's very much about experience once these holiday makers get on the path. How smooth is their entry point? How slick is the operation in terms of ways they can help with bringing forward other revenues for parks and how it integrates with other systems that will promote the park and, and make, say, the entry point very, very contactless for yes. a start, which obviously oh, yes. was a big thing that came forward yes. with the pandemic. Yes. And it just makes it all very slick in terms of revenue opportunities. And that was that was quite nice, you know, that. Oh, okay. It's good that they're focusing on improving the customer experience as well. That's a big thing. I think as we're coming out of pandemic, obviously the the UK staycation is still a big thing. Yeah. But that probably is going to burst at some point. You know, we, we're riding on the crest of a wave at the moment. Yeah. The next two or three years, what the 
custom is going to be held by those who really deliver that really good experience. Okay. So in terms of innovating and making sure that things are fresh for customers as well, there's some parks that are absolutely amazing and, and they actually spent part of the pandemic actually refreshing a lot of what they did and really throwing back and taking a look at their operations and, and they've come back with some really fresh stuff, you know, within their entertainments in terms of what the visitors can do on the parks. Mm -hmm. And they're absolutely amazing. There's real innovators out in the parks. And the parks you go to, are they just for holiday homes and park homes or tourists as well? Mainly holiday uh, lodges and uh, statics as well. Yeah. Um, Do you use the term statics? Is that an an old term? Well, holiday homes really. Not very very flattering. I know. I I keep reversing to it. I kind of did it accidentally there, but really, (laughs) I try and call them holiday homes because that's really not much more. A yes. much more accepted term, but you yes. do slip back to it occasionally. I'm sure they'll forgive us. But, in, but the, the public do still sometimes think, oh, what, what's the difference between a holiday and having a lodge? Because actually that's quite a generic term as well. Yes, that's true. So, but, and, and some are very similar inside now as well. You get a single unit which yeah. is built to EN specification, so it's not really meant to be used all year round, but it will feel very solid and, for, yeah. and, and beautifully furnished. And, I know that's something we were talking about a few minutes ago is yeah. how the interiors have come on as the oh, last yes. five, ten years. Stunning, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, they are. They're really super. Those designers out there need a real pat on the back too because the ability to keep things so fresh. Mm. You've got a modular group here as well. They've done a, a superb unit there, which is a great feature. They recently bought out Bossy, which is really something very, very different as well for the industry. And I think all the manufacturers actually, they... They've worked very much together in a way that if somebody else brings out something that's really good, they'll just go and say, well done. It's a really nice atmosphere in, in, in the community. Um, I love your, your passion for this sector. And it's a sector I probably need to learn a bit more about. So maybe we'll have a, a longer chat at a later Yes, stage. yeah. I mean, yeah. the other big event for us is the World of Park and Nova Home Show. So it's a week-long event in June. And that's absolutely massive. And I must admit, I, I really look forward to that because that's all of the... Oh, really good cross section of sector out there, both park homes and lodges and holiday units, big glamping units. So but it's a thriving, really thriving good sector. event. Yeah, it's a yeah. really good event to be, be at. So. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Well, brilliant. That's enough to your time for the time being. Thank you very much. I hope oh, you survive the rest of the show. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, there, that was an interesting little selection of people at the show. It was interesting. I'm really glad that I went. And I look forward to getting to know that industry better in the future. So that's the end of another episode. Thank you for listening. As I said, please remember to subscribe. If you also follow me on social media, I'm Rawlings Communications on most, on Instagram in particular, a little bit on Twitter. I'm actually John Rawlings. I don't use Facebook very much, but Instagram and LinkedIn are the best places to catch me. So please, if you're not already connected to me, please do that. So I hope you have a busy week. I have been working on a press release for the Caravan Writers Guild, announcing the winners of the Journalism Awards and the Video Journalism Awards will be announced at the anniversary dinner during the during the show. Congratulations to Andrew Ditton, who won the Video Award, the John Wick, I should call it the John Wickersham Video Award. And Andrew was interviewed on my podcast back in the first half a dozen of episodes, if you want to hear more from him. And the journalist that won the Douglas King Written Award for Journalism 
was Marcus Leach. Now, I've also interviewed him by coincidence just two or three episodes ago. So if you want to hear more about him and his passion for travels and, and journalism, then uh, listen into that one as well. What else have I done this week? I've also uh, signed off my Caravan Writers Guild hat on. I also signed off the next issue of the magazine In Touch that we circulate to the caravan industry. If that should be coming your way. It's going off to print today, so it should be coming your way soon, hopefully. If you don't get that through the post or don't aren't on our distribution list, please let me know and I'll make sure you get a copy, either a print or at least an electronic copy, just so you can keep up to date with all the journalists and the media and the, in the industry. Right, that is it for this week. I've talked much longer than I planned to. Have a good week. I will speak to you next week when I have another interesting interview coming up. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and would really appreciate it if you could share it with as many people as possible. Even better, please give me a five-star review in iTunes. It'd be a great help. If you'd like me to interview you, want to suggest someone to interview or interested in sponsoring this podcast or want to get in touch with me for any reason, please drop me a line at john at rawlingscommunications.com or message me on Instagram at rawlings underscore comms. Thanks very much. Bye for now.